Hello and welcome to another episode of That F1 Podcast. Today we are in the wake of the Imola GP, which was the first one since 2006, I want to say. Um, and there was a lot of heartbreak for teams up and down the grid. Gasly's early DNF after after qualifying a career best of fourth. Albon buckling under pressure and Perez's pointless pit stop, not forgetting Russell's DNF despair. In good news this week, Mercedes won the Constructors' Championship with four rounds left, breaking Ferrari's record of six consecutive championships, winning their seventh. With some uncertainty around the future of the team's principals, Toto Wolff and their number one driver, Lewis Hamilton, are they going to stay with him or will they be looking for fresh blood next year? I think it's difficult to say because there aren't any other drivers who would be eligible for that seat when you think about it. Mercedes like to have both cars very balanced and to have a driver, two drivers who aren't particularly kind of Hamilton-esque, such as Bottas and George Russell, for example. It puts a lot of pressure on George Russell, who has had three seasons in a Williams and not much else. Um, Verstappen's got a contract for next year. It's looking to be an ex- it's either going to be like so Sergio Perez or Nico Hulkenberg is the reality. If they're looking outside of F1, they won't put an F2 driver in there because it's Mercedes. Um, either that or they'll just push George Russell straight up there and put somebody else in the Williams. That's my opinion, anyway. Yeah, see, I don't, I do not think Lewis Hamilton wouldn't do another season because I don't think that seven championships are enough to kind of like solidify his place. You know, you, he wants someone who isn't going to break that record for years. So I think he'll do a few more. But Toto Wolf, I'm a bit more concerned about him. Like, what's he doing? <laughs> I don't. I think he's done it really now, hasn't he? He's been there. He's been at the team for a while. And he's kind of done it all. There's not much, not not much left. It's not really a challenge for him anymore. He's got the best car on the grid, and he has done for seven consecutive seasons now. It's not like the early days where he was building it up and getting the drivers that he wanted and the team he wanted. He's already got it now, and it'd be interesting to see kind of where he goes after this. If he goes into the WEC or something like that with. Uh, the likes of Peugeot coming back in and um, other interesting teams coming into that. It'd be interesting to see what happens with his career going forward and who will replace him. Mm, my dream scenario, and actually I think it's realistic, it is possible, is that Toto moves to Williams and becomes their permanent team principal. That'd be I nice. Think, I'd yeah, like that. He likes yeah. bringing teams up, doesn't he? He yeah. likes making them from nothing into something massive. It depends on who's going to replace him, though, really. I think of all the team principals at the minute, I think Andreas Seidel from McLaren is probably one of the better ones they can pick from. Christian Horner's not going to move anywhere and they're not going to want him, really. Um, I can't remember Ferrari's one. Um, it's the bloke, Benotto. Is it? Is it still Benotto? Yeah. Benotto's not going to go anywhere and he's had a torrid season. Um, it's got to Seidel's got the got to be the best person for the job, but I don't know if he'd leave McLaren. I don't think he would. Principles are different to draw. They are loyal. I want to say yeah. majority of them, and I feel like if Toto did go to Mercedes, I mean, did go to Williams from Mercedes, he wouldn't be letting Mercedes down in any way because he's brought them to who they are today. And actually, Williams is like a second team of. Mercedes. So I don't think he'd be letting anybody down there by doing that. So that's why I think that's plausible. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I, Lewis is definitely going to stay. 
Yeah, he, he kind of has to. I, I think he'll give it another year and then he'll leave in 2022. Um, but yeah, it was a difficult re- weekend for a lot of drivers. Um, the Williams car of George Russell coming into question, uh, he was running in 10th place, was it, in this during the safety car when he, cr- he crashed out under the safety car? Yeah. Um, similar to Roman Grosjean in Baku a few years ago. It's not what he would have wanted, definitely. He's had a lot of opportunities this year where either strategy hasn't gone his way, but this this race seemed to be the one, and um, his own mistake cost him and the team. Um, it'd be interesting to see how he comes back from that. I mean, how he's coping with it must be, like, he must he must find it so difficult at the moment because being a driver, you always want perfection, perfection yourself, perfection in your car, perfection in what you do. And, I mean, his car weren't perfection, but it was doing a pretty good job and it was keeping him in those points. And he did that. It was only him to blame kind of thing. And I think that's really sad. But hopefully he'll come back from this a bit better. I mean, he says he will, but it's hard. Yeah, he put up a few social media posts in the end. Lots of Lewis and Roman both commented underneath. So, yeah, yeah, he is in line for the Mercedes seat, really. But you've got to question how much this is going to have knocked his confidence, if it has. Um, You know, drivers take things different ways. The likes of Lando's been struggling over the last week with the comments he made last weekend in Portugal and he's had a lot of backlash from that so you know his race this weekend wasn't great either especially he had a bit of a dodgy first half and only came into it once the likes of Gasly Verstappen retired um another the kind of the trio of rookies that came in last year really struggled this weekend with Alex Albon as well potentially cementing his way away from that kind of Red Bull seat but with Pierre Gasly being contracted for next year at Alpha Tauri. It is plausible that they could get an external driver in for Red uh, to replace Albon at Red Bull and just push him back down to Alpha Tauri. I think that that'd be the strongest lineup because George Russell, like the other drivers who've had issues this weekend, the likes of Ocon, uh, Magnussen as well, which was another strange yeah. occurrence where kind of he retired from what seemed to be a headache caused by shifting gears in the car. Um, do you know anything about that? Because I didn't really get that. I just thought he had a headache. From what I gather, it was him moving around so much in the car, I assume, during gear shifts. And he was kind of similar to what Hulkenberg had in Silverstone, where he was moving. It was almost like he wasn't fitted to the car correctly, I guess, where he was moving around quite a lot in the cockpit and kind of, move. you know, the constant movement under the G-forces and... I think I saw he said something like it was him being hit in the head or something every time he made a gear shift, which isn't ideal, especially at a track like Imola with such small runoff areas and, you know, tiny margins of error. Um, I mean, uh, Magnussen, he, he found out earlier in the race when he got spun by Vettel uh, coming on the first lap. So, you know, a lot of difficult, um, difficult races going on, especially with Gasly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, and also going back to Russell, I think he's incredibly lucky to be in the team that he is with when he did that, because Williams are are a team and a family unit, and they do allow you to make mistakes in order to grow. I think if he was at Red Bull, it would have been a very, very different scenario. 
I think he would have been pummeled with insults and bad press and things like that. But because Williams is such an understanding team, they took it as a whole. They said that, you know, one Williams mistake is every Williams's mistake. And I think that's a really, really good point of view to have. And I think that will probably help him a lot more in his recovery. I think if he did that in some of the less supportive teams, he would have found it much more difficult to come back than he will do with this team, I think. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I mean, we'd be silly not to talk about the red, not to talk about Red Bull and the labyrinth that is their driver seats with two confirmed drivers in their teams. Verstappen has a contract with Red Bull and he's there to stay. Alex Albon is probably starting to feel like his like his seat is sliding away as it is his to lose, according to Christian Horner, their team principal. And Gasly this week has signed up for the junior Red Bull team, Alpha Torre, with Danny Kvyat all but replaced. What would the next steps be for Red Bull? And why can't they keep their drivers or find a teammate to match Verstappen? So it's mainly, in my opinion, because they give Verstappen everything he wants. Um, Albon's car, is it can't be the same as Verstappen's. There can't be that big of a gulf. If they did have the same car, there's no way that Alex Albon is that much slower than Verstappen. It's it's not the same as kind of what's going on with Ferrari at the minute with Vettel and Leclerc. Leclerc's clearly got the support of the garage and the support going forward, knowing that he's definitely going to be there in the next few years. But Albon's not an inherently bad driver. He's had, realistically, he should have had three podiums by now. The one back in, um, where was it? Completely forgotten now. The Italian one before... Um, Oh, I'm trying to remember right, Magello. that. Magello. Yeah, the one at Magello. He should have probably had one at Sao Paulo last year. And he also should have had one at the opening race in Austria. Yeah. Twice he's been robbed through things that weren't his fault. But I feel that he's still probably the best place candidate for that seat. There's two scenarios. He's either going to get dropped down to Alpha Tauri and they're going to get the likes of Hulkenberg or Perez in, in that seat at Red Bull. Or he'll remain at Red Bull and they'll promote Yuki Sonona. So I know that he they're waiting on his super license points to get him in. Um, he's shown, or despite it being his first year in F2, he's still had a very strong showing. Um, but on the whole, it depends on if he can get that super super license points. If if that's kind of scuppered, they will have to put Kvyat in there. I know Franz Toss has been particularly vocal about not having him in the seat. But on the whole, they're going to have to have somebody. They can't have another Brendan Hartley situation where they just get a guy in for a year and, you know, it just doesn't go his way. It's it's a difficult one, especially losing the Honda backing potentially um, in a couple of years. I don't know if it's next year or the year after that, but they'll lose that whole network of uh, younger drivers that they've got that Sonona is part of. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. And my opinion in this is quite a strong one, actually. And I've been wanting to put it on Twitter for ages, but I haven't. And that is that I just think Red Bull at the moment aren't learning from their previous mistakes. They dropped Gasly halfway through a season. And even if they hadn't have dropped him halfway through that season, they lost faith in him. They were no longer supporting him. And now look what he's done the year after. It just shows that you need to give your drivers backing for more than a year Because if you look at people like Norris or Russell, who do have the full support and backing of their teams, they're doing so much better week in, week out because they feel that support behind them because they're part of a family. When I think if you are going to exclude a driver like that, 
they're no longer going to want to race for you. Even if they say they do, deep down, they don't feel like they're part of it. And I think psychologically that has to hurt them. So I think they haven't learned from their mistakes. Otherwise, they would keep Albon where he is and they would sign him for next year because he needs support and they need stability now more than ever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's really interesting. I actually have a few questions about the race. Um, what does the green and the yellow flag mean? So the green flag means that typically it follows the yellow flag. The yellow flag is when, say, a caution. So in this race um, early on when Lance Stroll got caught on the outside of the track and went off, the yellow flag would go up. Usually they do it sector by sector or if it's a particularly bad incident they'll yellow flag the entire track and it will become a red flag if it's too severe. The green flag will follow the yellow flag to let them know to go back up to race speed and to kind of pick pick back up from where they left off beforehand. Uh, okay, so it's like caution then clear. Yeah. And then earlier, you mentioned the safety car. Is there a physical safety car or is it a virtual safety car or do they use both? So there is a physical safety car. Uh, and it's a Mercedes, you'll probably spot it around. It's silver and it does many laps of the track, but has never won a race, um, obviously. But there is also a virtual safety car and they do the same job necessarily. Um, they slow down the cars so that they go at a speed which kind of reflects what's happening on the track. Uh, they also prevent overtaking. So cars can't overtake while the virtual or real safety car is out. And they should really be reducing their speed by about 30%. The difference between the virtual safety car and the real safety car is that with the virtual safety car, it's for a shorter period of time because there's no point getting the real car out if you're only going to be doing it for a lap or less than a lap, possibly. But also it's for it's for incidents that are less serious because it means that the driver can drive that bit faster because they literally they haven't got something physical in front of them. You'll hear them often complain that the real safety car is going too slow or something like that. So it does just mean they have that flexibility to go that little bit faster. Oh, so could, could a driver that's further back use the safety car as a chance or the virtual one as a chance to like catch up with the ones to like close the seconds and then when they lift it or the car drives off, they've then caught up with it? Yes, yes, that is a thing. Um, so when the safety car comes on, basically what happens is all the cars bunch up so let's say Lewis Hamilton has a 25 second lead like he did when he won last week in Portugal. He then, if there was a safety car, would lose that entire gap because the whole pack would catch up with him. But that just makes it a bit more interesting because it means the cars have a re like a restart. So someone can get ahead of someone or something like that can happen. Also, what happens in a real safety car is that all the cars that have been lapped become unlapped. So they go past the safety car and back around the track. So it does give an opportunity to have a bit more of a level playing field and basically just a restart. Oh, OK, and then my final observation from when I watched was there were a lot more cars spinning out this time, uh, like George Russell and Albon. They seem very angry when they span. One of them, I think, span out on their own, like the safety car was there or like a car was in front and then they just. Yeah, so that was uh, that was George Russell typically. In George Russell's situation, they're going at a slightly lower speed and the cars don't typically deal too well with downforce or grip at lower speeds. Um, there's kind of many videos, Top Gear did a video on it a few years ago where 
they're kind of getting the car to go. They uh, it was Richard Hammond driving a Renault F1 car. He kept stalling it because he just couldn't get it up to the correct kind of um, revs to get it going. In that situation, Russell would have been warming his tyres under the safety car, which is where they'd kind of uh, zigzag across the track to keep heat in the tyres as the lower speeds kind of drop the tyre temperatures, which means there's less grip. So in, the, in an attempt to do that, he would have lost control of the car and just spun out. Um, typically, the less grippier areas of the track are off the racing line. So and on some of the um, red and checked curves as well. I think they had a few around, but typically there's a racing line, which is kind of the fastest way around the track, which all drivers will be looking to be on. Well, next week, we'll be updating our driver's seats and predictions. We made some predictions a few weeks ago on the 2021 seat uh, seats, and we will be continuing that and discussing it further. See you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.